Praise the Lord. All right. How many ready to hear the word of God today? So uh, I, I, I hope you have your catchers out. I hope you're ready to receive. I hope because uh, I got a word that will change your life forever. Last week we started. Let's just talk about, let's start off with last week. If you weren't here last week, please go to discoverhope.us and listen to the sermon. That last week's sermon is one of the sermons you just need to have on your speed dial. Download it. You can listen to it every three months. Last week I talked about, and if you weren't here, I'll just review real fast. I talked about scriptures that seem unbelievable. Scriptures that people, even people that call themselves Christians, they won't believe it. It says it in the word, but they won't believe it. Let me give you an example. Let me give you several examples, and I'm just recapping. But uh, the, Jesus said, how many know, here, here, there's a deep Christiana one-on-one. How many know Christians should believe Jesus? Yes. Amen. Amen. So Jesus says, uh, Assuredly I say unto you, which is him saying, I'm telling you the truth. He's about to tell you something that seems unbelievable, and he knows it, so he's going to go, guys, really listen to me. I'm telling you the truth. He says, Assuredly I say unto you that, that whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose will be loose, loose in heaven. Whatsoever you allow, that's what... Uh, uh, well, to bind is to not allow. To loose is to allow. Whatever you allow to happen on this earth, it's going to happen on this earth. Right. Now, so many Christians, including most pastors on the radio and TV and Internet, especially on the Internet, they don't believe. Here, I'm just telling you what. They don't believe this. They don't believe what Jesus said. And they will say, we, I know it said that. But let me tell you why he didn't mean that when he said that. Can I tell you what? Jesus meant exactly what he said. And here's what he said. Surely I say to you, whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. And then I quoted the, the, uh, the New American Standard because it gives us a, a kind of a, a really a better understanding and a deeper revelation or just a better translation, to be honest with you, that he says what it really says is he says in the, in the, in the Greek, he says... Um, and let me say this about the Greek. Most, if you look at 10 translations, they'll almost all be the same. Can I tell you what? Because, and this is reassuring to you because you can just read a good English translation and get a real clarity of what the Greek is saying. I'm not saying if you want to buy a Greek concordance, you can. But what I'm saying is the reason why they all sound almost exactly the same is because the Greek was one of the most clearest uh, um, languages that uh, could that we have on this earth, so there's real clear understanding. But the New American Standard says, "Whatsoever you bind on earth has already been bound in heaven, and whatsoever you loose on earth has already been loosed in heaven." But the other translations are giving you a clear understanding that that you are the conduit of which God wants to release his blessing on this earth. Did you catch that? You are the conduit in which God wants to release the blessings on this earth. You are. And we want to walk in humility and say, no, 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 I'm just, I'm just, stop saying I'm just. You ain't just nothing. You are just the son of, and daughter of the living God. That's who you are. 
Amen. Who God has given authority over this earth. Here's all you are. All you are is a son of a man. How many have a dad? The Old Testament says that God gives to man uh, this earth. That's why Jesus said, pray like this. Pray that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And, and pray that God's will be, would, uh, praise that, that at, uh, blah, 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 blah. yeah, I know what it says. Pray that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why? Because you are the conduit in which God is looking to release his will on this earth. Amen. I don't believe that. Well, do you believe Jesus? Because here's what Jesus said. Jesus said when Jesus spoke cursings to the fig tree and Peter was like, whoa, look what. Watch this. Good hermeneutics. Let's study the word of God. Whoa, look what you did, Jesus. Jesus stops and says, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Bucky. That this is available to anyone. Whosoever. You know what whosoever means? It means whoever does it. Well, I don't believe in that. Well, good then. Or not good, but then you won't speak to no mountains. There are mountains in your life that the only reason they are still exist is because you won't open up your mouth and curse them. There are fig trees in your life that the only reason they're still alive is because you have been convinced by goofballs who are not even teaching the word of God on the internet that you can't do that. Here, goofball on the internet, Jesus Christ. I pick Jesus Christ. And, and you need to start picking Jesus Christ. We need to start picking Jesus Christ. Jesus said, whosoever says to that mound, be removed and cast in the sea and does not, what? Doubt in his heart. Talked about this last week, but we're reminding you of these scriptures that seem like, ah, you know what? We were talking about taking a big bite, believing the unbelievable. Amen? Amen. And so uh, we look at another scripture in John chapter 5. Another scripture seems unbelievable. Okay, or another scripture right after that. Oh, you're taking that out of context. I am not taking it out of context. Right after that, Jesus says this. He says, again, I say to you, talking about the authority that we have on this earth. If you will, if you will find somebody and come in agreement with them. That my father in heaven will do what you ask. Right there, look it up, read it, read it for yourself. Then we see in John, he says this, he says, this is the confidence. Somebody say confidence. confidence. See, can I tell you what? And, and listen, I don't pastor other churches. I'm not going to give account for them. But what I'm looking for as us at Hope Community Church is to start to be a whole different level of Christians that start to believe what God said, that we would see the supernatural starting to manifest and take place in our life. Why? Not because our pastor, not because we got good hot dogs, but because we believe what Jesus says. Amen. I mean, thank God for our hot dogs. But we need more than, than good hot dogs today. Amen? Yeah, that was funny. She said soup. 
And I believe that there's a church that we can have, you know what, good soup and good hot dogs, but we can see, but I'm going to tell you what, I mean, the soup is delicious, but it ain't going to change your life. It's not going to restore. You're not going to eat the, oh, this cheese and broccoli. Pastor's right. This cheese and broccoli is good. My marriage is restored. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. How's our marriage is going to be restored? Here's how our marriage is going to be restored. That we stop cursing our wives and we start blessing our wives. Where we start recognizing that we can bless our husbands. That we can speak life to our husbands. That we can speak life to our kids. Amen. That we can bind some things and lose some things. Yes. Amen. Yes. Then, G, then, then John says, this is the confidence that we have. That we, that, this is the confidence that we have. That if we pray the w- will of God, we know that he hears us. And if he hears us, we can have the petitions that we ask of him. We can know that we can have. We can know that we can have. We can know that we can have. Okay. So what I want to talk to you today is about, um, specifically, I want to talk to you today about, you know what? um, We're going to ask two questions today. What is it going to cost us? What's it going to cost us to have that kind of life? What's it going to cost us to have a church where people come that are sick, they come in sick, and they leave healed? What's it going to cost us? What's it going to cost us to have a church that people come in depressed and they leave happy? That they come in addicted to porn and they leave with no desire to watch porn? Amen? That they come in with all kinds of sexual perversion, not God's plan, and they leave and they just, uh, Beckett Cook, you know what, came into a church and he repented and cried out to God and he said that day he knew that God was real and that he would never go back to his sexual perversion again. Never. What, what is it going to cost us? Because I, I want to show you what it's going to cost you. Here, here's what's going to happen in today's preaching. God is going to speak to you today, and he's going to speak to you about things that you need to change in your life. Not generic things, but very specific things. I don't know what those things are. But as I am preaching, when God speaks, points out what you need to change, I just want you to raise your hand and let me catch your hand and then I'll ask you to put your hand down throughout the preaching. Has God spoke to anybody already? Okay, already. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. See, already. During the preaching. Everybody say, during the preaching. Okay, when he says that to you, just raise your hand quickly. Okay, and let me catch your hand or let me catch your eye and then put your hand down. Okay, can we do that? Are we together? Do you understand the instruction? How many believe God can speak to you today right through this sermon? I want, I want boom, boom. When God is, just, re- oh, oh, I got it, I got it. And it might be more than one thing he's going to ask you to do. Okay. So, so, you know what? What will it cost you? Let's ask this first. You know what? Or let, let me, t- how do we do it? How do we do it? How, how, how are we going to go? And all those unbelievable scriptures, how are we going to, you know, this week, 
Somebody came to me and they had something that seemed impossible to fix. Pastor, what did you do? I said, here, let, remember when I preached Sunday? Uh, this person was here Sunday. And I said, remember when I preached Sunday, that, that prayer of agreement? Will you come in agreement that this is going to change? And they said, yes, 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 I will. And right then, boom, I prayed. And the next day, I mean, just, I'm telling supernatural favor on this situation. See, can, can you have that? You can have that. That didn't happen because I'm a pastor. That happened because, well, I'll tell you why it happened. I'll show you. Two things that we can change, that two things that we have to understand that these people, I'm going to give you an example of these people, they did and it changed their life. So two things will help you. One, Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then faith comes through hearing and hearing by the word of God. So then faith comes through hearing and hearing by the word of God. You're not going to trust God more. Your faith level is not going to go higher than your word level. Amen. Do you understand? They're like, like I remember uh, Magic Johnson, who was a phenomenal basketball player. When he got 27 or 28, he said, I recognized that for me to go to a higher level, I needed to stop eating nachos all the time. Do you understand? Like he, he recognized, I can go to a higher level, but now I've got to do this. You are not going to go to a higher level of trusting God until you increase your word level. Your word level is directly related to your faith level. I don't know, Pastor. I don't know why I don't trust God. I do. Because you watch too much TV. See, you can't get that. You can't get that faith level until you increase your word level. Here's the good news. Here's the good news. Here's the good news. Faith comes. Here, if I point to it, you read it. Faith comes. Faith can come. You can get better. You can trust God more. How do we know that? Because the Bible gives us the solution. So then faith comes what? By what? Hearing. By hearing. Hearing what? You, all the goofballs on the internet? No, by hearing the word of God. Amen. To whom much is given, much is required. You could put a, a Bluetooth in your ear and just hear the book of John. Amen? Amen. Yeah. You could even hear a French guy with a French accent preach it to you. Or speak it to you. Or read it to you. Or, or an Italian guy. Or a, or a British lady, if you want. Oh, you know, for God so loved the world. Or whatever. You know what I mean? Or, 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 you can, or, or you can learn it in, you can hear it in Spanish. Not with the, not with the accent, but you can hear it in Spanish. Or Italian, or Portuguese, or whatever. Or English. But you can't do that unless you, you, you know what, I am purposeful. I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not the most computer savvy, but you know what? I'm savvy enough that I'm going to listen to some preaching. You know what? As I'm doing yard work or whatever, or my, in the, in the, man, my Bluetooth hooks up to my truck. You know what? I get in my truck and I hear, you know what? Uh, you know, worship. I, I didn't even do anything. I was like, whoa, I got angels singing. No, that's your Bluetooth. Right? But faith can come. How do these people do it? 
How did, how, how, does, how did Peter do it? How does Paul do it? How does the woman with the issue of blood? We're going to go over that all quickly. How do they do it? They do it by increasing their faith, increasing their hearing. You increase your hearing, you're going to increase your trust in God. Number one. Number two, these are scriptures you know. Hebrews 11.1. 1. What is Hebrews 11.1? 1? So then, oh, no, no. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let's say it, let's say it together. Read it with me. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things, of things, not, not, not seen, not seen. And notice the words. It's interesting. Now faith is the what? Substance. People are like, oh, it's so, you can't, no, 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 no. Faith is substance and evidence. It is tangible. It is real. You know what? These people that are walking by faith, this woman said, I'll show it to you in a minute. This woman with the issue of blood said, when I touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. I shall be. Why? Because she had substance. She knew it was going to happen. See, that's what I'm preaching you, that that most, most pastors will never preach to you. This is substance. This is not less real. This is more real. This will start to fix your life. This will fix your body. This will fix your any part of your life, your relationships. This will fix every aspect of your life. There's, there's promises in the word of God. What does God say to his promise? Two things. Yay and amen. That's his only response to this promise. And we're like, you, you never know what God's going to do. You never know. No, shutteth up if thou, stupito. No, this is foolishness. And then we listen to foolish people on the Internet. And then we listen to foolish people who, who, who listen to foolish people on the Internet. Listen, guys. Just like faith comes through hearing, so does doubt and unbelief. This, guys, some of this trash, it's poisonous. It's poisoning who you are and what you and and you're gonna and you're gonna start to believe it and you're gonna start to say it and you're gonna start to think and then and then and then it's just like, oh my goodness. This is not this is not the plan of God. This is not in the word. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. How do these people do it? They stop walking by their sight. Here, get this. Here, put this in your purse and swing it. Stop believing only what you see. Stop allowing your eyes to tell you what's real and not. Start to, oh, write this down. Write this down. Stop allowing your eyes to tell you what is real and start to allow your spirit to tell you what's real. Because your eyes can be deceived. Your spirit won't be deceived. I'm not talking about your flesh. I'm talking about your spirit that lives inside of you. When the Holy Spirit told me, invest in this stock. And I had been waiting. And waiting and waiting. And disciplined not to invest in all these other stocks. And man, the Holy Spirit said, that's the one. That's what you've been waiting for. I knew it. I went to my wife. I was like, hey. She was like, oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm like, huh. Watch this. 
And then I bought a bunch of the stock as much as I could. Well, you're not supposed to do that. You know, you should be evenly, put your, don't put your eggs in one bastic. Bastic. Whatever, yeah. Huh. Here's my point. Uh, you do whatever you want to do. You call that, that wisdom, I call God's wisdom. Amen? It's so funny because we listen to these ding-dongs and call it wisdom. It's so funny. I, years and years and years later, I read an article that said, there are so many rich people and they only invest in one thing. I was like, oh. Who knew? Who knew how smart I was? But God knew. I wasn't. Listen, and then when that stock lost, like it went down, that stock was on the NASDAQ. It went so far down that they took it off the NASDAQ. Pastor, what did you do? What do you think I did? I bought more. And then it got put back on the NASDAQ. Were you surprised? No. I was surprised it got taken off. And then it went up, 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 and then it went up. And then the Holy Spirit said, sell it, and then I sold it. How do you, you know what? I would love to be that stockbroker. You know how many stocks I bought from that stockbroker? One. I walked in one day. You know what? Bought that stock, walked away. Then I had his number and his connection, so I called him twice more and bought more stock and more stock. That's all I knew of him. Imagine about a year and a half later, I walk back and sell the stock. He said to me, he said, oh, you did pretty good with that stock, huh? (laughs) Yes, I did. What's my point? My point is that this faith is the substance. And maybe you don't understand the substance, but all you have to do is increase your faith level. Because at some point in time, you're going to hear it. You're going to hear the word of God. You're going to start reading the Bible every day. You're going to start going to discover hope and start listening to this message. It's not just one time, but over and over and over again. Listen, I listen to messages over and over and over and over again. The same messages. And God speaks to me. That's one of the reasons why God has developed me spiritually. Because my faith level, my trust in him has gone higher and higher and higher. Jamal could never do that. Are you kidding me? I graduated from Pioneer High School. Of course you could do this. You can make a difference in your family. You can start to curse that junk that's going around, around you. You can start to understand, you can start to see things spiritually. Everything is spiritual, guys. Everything is first spiritual, and then it comes into the natural, and then we see it naturally and think, oh, there's nothing I can do. Are you kidding me? You are spiritual. You are a spirit. You have a soul, and you live in a body. You are not your body. This is not real. Well, this is, this is, this is subject to change. Who's going to change it? You're going to change it. I don't believe in that. Okay. I don't believe in that. Okay, here's the deal. Then you ain't going to change it. You're not going to change it. How do I know? Because you won't do it. 
Jesus is the one who said, anyone who speaks to this mountain be removed, cast in state. When it happened, it's happening. Hey, it's happening all the time. It's happening all the time. You just keep on saying that same stuff. And you think that that means it's never going to happen. Oh, it's happening all the time. Amen. That one here, here, I'll prove it to you. I'll prove it where if you will be honest, you cannot refutate this unless you don't believe the word of God. The woman with the issue of blood. It's my point. How did they do it? The woman with the issue of blood. Uh, guys in the back. Uh, Matthew chapter 9, verse 21. That, Matthew chapter 9, verse 21. For she said to herself, if only I might touch the, uh, his garment, I shall be made well. Yes. Yes. Well, I don't think that if you read on, Jesus, Jesus said this to make sure you understood good theology. He said, woman, your faith has made you whole. Your willingness to just believe that I was your healer. Amen. You're willing to believe that. Amen. Can I tell you what? This kind of belief, you will be mocked. You will be criticized. Yes. You know what? You will be made fun of. But who cares? That's right. I said, but who cares? Amen. Amen. Here. Here. This is the same for all of us. Either you can do it God's way or do it the flesh way. What's the flesh way? Go around and spend 12 years, listen to what the, the highest doctors at that time, spend all your money, and you still get worse. I'm not saying that all doctors, that there's not things that the doctors can give you that can help you. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, no matter what, what, what it is, there's a flesh way and there's a spirit way. Does this make sense? Here's what we know, that what Jesus told the apostles, this lady did. She said, I'm telling you what. Her only question was, can I get a hold of the hem of his garment? What was it going to cost her? What was it cost her? Do you know this? A woman with the issue of blood, she had a bleeding problem. That was, um, what do they call it? That was unclean. If she would have been caught, if the, if the Jewish leaders would have found out that that was going on and she was touching them, she was next to them. There were so many men and women there. They were all touching each other. She's like, what do you mean? Remember the apostles? What do you mean who touched me? She was right in that mix. You know, these religious leaders would have picked her up taken her to the outskirts of the, of, the, of the city and stoned her. And Jewish law said they could have stoned her. See, there's got to be a place where you just say, I don't care. I'm going to get what God has for me. See, at some point in time, you've got to say, I don't want to be like these people on the Internet. I want to be like the man who was blind and Jesus asked him what he wanted and he had the tenacity to say, I want to be healed. I want to see today. 
We've got to. This is the confidence that we have. Guys, we have God's word on it. How come we don't believe it? Because we have been fed so much unbelief, even in our Christian circles. I will. And that is the truth. Thank you, AJ. And then and then guess what? And then our friends don't have the hermeneutical understanding. You suppose you always talk about hermeneutics. What's that? It's just it's just read the Bible. It's simple. They're going to try to talk you out of the Bible. Let Jesus talk you into the Bible. Is this making, who's making this making sense for? Who hears the spirit of God welling up in them saying, ah, I won't be like that. I'm asking. Raise your hand if you're thinking, man, I want to be like that. I want to, I, I want to be a believing believer. I'm tired of the cynicalness. I'm tired of the, 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 the pessimism. Pessimism. Blech. Let us throw up pessimism today. Let us put on garments of righteousness, the Bible says. Garment of righteousness. I can have all things. You know what? Through Christ, it strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ. See, that's the word that did off. Stop it. Just like faith comes through hearing. You know what? You know what brings doubt and unbelief? Doubt and can we be a church that quotes the word of God and believes the word of God? Here, here, am, am, I, am I standing behind this? See, I didn't say this. Here, I put, matter of fact, I put it here so I could point to it today. Right? To whom who overcomes. Who overcomes? You know what? Faith comes through hearing. All you have to do to overcome is stop listening to the enemy and start listening to God. If God is for you, who can be against you? He's for you. God wants you to be he wants favor. He's our, and here's the thing. It's not like, who did that? Jesus did this. Jesus, 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 Jesus. You have a covenant with Jesus. You have a covenant with Jesus. You have a covenant with Jesus. Do you understand that? You know what? He's out of order. He's out of order. They're all out of order. It's the body of Christ. Amen. I mean, it's the church of America. There's so much out of orderness. Yeah, and there's just such, okay, okay. He who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me. Do you know who me is? Jesus. That's Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Look it up for those of you who have that Bible in red. It's red. It's Jesus talking. I will grant to you with me. I will grant to you to sit with me on my throne. Yeah, I, I won't drop. I won't drop the white mic because it makes it. But that's a mic dropper. Amen. <laughs> right. Right. You know, I knew this scripture and I love this scripture, but then I read it yesterday and I found it's like I fell in love with this scripture more. I mean, no, there's scripture that, you know, but you don't really know. I knew that we would be, get to be on the throne. But here's what I caught. This is so good. He will grant He will grant me. Wait, wait. He will grant to sit with me. I'm not sitting on Jesus' throne alone. You know what I see? I see Jesus sitting on his throne. And I'm sitting on his throne. I'm sitting in his lap with Jesus. Guys, we got this. 
Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to close. We're going to close in a minute. If God has spoken to you in any way, I want you to raise your hand. I want to pray with you. Anyway, you put your hands down. I want to talk to you for a minute. We're going to do one thing before we close. This is instruction. Has God told you to do something? The, 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 the definition of insanity. See, can we be a church that God is starting to work supernatural signs and wonders through? Through you, can we? We can. But we can't if you don't change some stuff you're doing. What is God speaking to you? What is God asking you to change? Maybe for some of you, you need to get up early in the morning and start praying. Maybe some of you, you need to ask Jesus in your heart. Maybe some of you, you need to walk in forgiveness. Maybe some of you, you need to start reading your Bible every day. I don't know what God has given you. Here's what the Holy Spirit told me this morning before we started. He said, you know what? He said, you know what? Give them an opportunity not only to, to tell you and to put it down on paper and to even hold you accountable. ever went on a diet and you ate more that next day than you ever ate you're like you never even ate four donuts you're like four chili you know four you know what you went to the donut shop and then you went to tommy's and all in the same hour and before seven o'clock okay okay you know you will you will you will stay on a diet more readily if you tell someone hey i'm going on a diet you know what that is that's accountability you know the church doesn't have we don't have accountability we, we don't want to tell people any of the stuff we're going through. And I'm not asking you to tell me what you're going through. All I'm asking you, and people did this in the first service. And what do they say? It's none of your business. That's between me and them. But I'm asking you, we have cards in the back. Ushers, make sure you're ready to go. And ushers, that includes you. Sound people, that includes you. People in the, in the uh, food ministry, this includes you. But whatever the Holy Spirit is telling you, whatever specific not not oh i'm gonna love more i'm gonna walk in love more no stop that silliness god is asking you to do something specifically everybody say specific okay like oh forgive more no that's not what i want oh forgive more no no i need to forgive my crazy sister and on tuesday i'm going to buy her some flowers do you see the difference there in the generic and specific i hear god saying give me specific okay put your name on it write it so i can read it write it so i can read it put your phone number on it and say pastor i want you to hold me accountable here here's my promise i have walked through too many too much junk in my life if i told you all the junk that god has been patient with me for probably would never come to this church again. But God has been so gracious to me. Here's my promise. I won't look down on you. I don't care what you write on that thing. And specifically, I'm not really asking for details about sin in your life or any of that. I don't really, I don't, don't, yeah, don't write that. I don't want to hear it. Not because I couldn't hear it, but I just want you to be specific what God is asking you to do.